You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. New Testament, the author of Galatians is the Apostle Paul. Amazing thing about the book of Galatians is that Paul addressed his congregation from jail. He was in jail, but that didn't stop him from Teaching the word of God. Galatians chapter 3, verse 1. It's going to start off like it's not a preacher talking, but hold on. Oh, foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? That you should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed among you as crucified. Again, O foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? Modern term, hex, hoodoo, put a spell on. Who has bewitched you that you should not obey? Notice what? The truth. Before whose eyes Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed among you as crucified. He has a simple question, especially when you consider the first part of the question who who is the person that bewitched you so whoever the person was the person was a bewitcher and obviously when you consider the verse the person was Very influential. Because he calls a church that had a good pastor, an anointed Holy Ghost field pastor, who was teaching them properly. But yet and still this bewitcher calls the church. Wasn't, wasn't just no one or two folk in the church, because you'll notice he, he asked, oh, foolish Galatians. He, he, didn't, he didn't say, hey, Tim, who? Mary Jo, who? Betty Sue, who? No, he, oh, foolish Galatians. Group of folk. 
He bewitched a group, a congregation of folk to follow him or follow what was false and stop following what was true. And, and this, he was low down, though, because he did it while Paul was in jail. Now that's just low down. Pounds ain't down, so he's going to come in and tear up the church. And, and the crazy thing is you, you have folk there that listen to the bewitcher and follow him. So Paul had a right to call them foolish. You agree? And so based upon all that I have said, but especially Galatians 3 and 1, my subject this morning, following a bewitcher. Following a bewitcher. And we're going to give our God a hand before we go further. An important word in Galatians 3 and 1 is foolish. Foolish connotes befitting a fool. Something that a fool would do. Thinking, talking, and acting like a fool. I got to show you what David said about a fool in Psalm 14 and 1. Go there with me real quick. Psalm 14 and 1. And uh, while, while we look at it, just ask yourself, have I ever been a fool, a foolish? But consider Psalm 14 and 1. The fool has said, notice, in his heart. Fool has said in his feelings, in his thoughts, in his choices, that there is no God. You can know God exists. But talk like he doesn't. You can know that God is a healer. But act like he isn't. You can know that God will bless you. But say things that. Contradict. His will for your life. Be Christian. But talk stupid. Holy Ghost feel. But still. Think according to the flesh. A fool. The fool has said in his heart. There is. No God. 
went from talking about God to folk. They are corrupt. They have all done abominable works. There is none who does good. I know you're in church, but all of us sin. I don't go to church like you go, but you sin, I sin, all of us in the same boat. No, no, bro. I done been washed in the blood of Jesus. I have accepted him as Lord and Savior. Because I I have learned there is one name given under heaven whereby men or women must be saved. The name is Jesus. Jesus, Buddha, Jehovah, Yahweh, all the same. No, 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 no. One name. Whereby we must be saved. And we know that name is real. I said we know that name is real. When you call on the name of Jesus, it changed your life for the better. Look at somebody just saying to him, Jesus is real. That's enough. That's enough. But isn't he real? And so, when you're foolish, you think, talk, and act like God is non-existent, and act like people are not living right. Are striving to live right. There, there are folk that strive to think, talk, and do according to the written and revealed will of God. Not perfect, but they strive to do what God has told them to do. And some of us, that's our testimony. Right? But remember in Galatians 3 and 1, Paul is saying that the church of Galatia was acting like a fool, being foolish. Now, let's just take it a little further and just look at a couple of passages in reference to a fool and some characteristics of somebody that's being foolish. Let's go to Proverbs 10. Consider verse 14, Proverbs 10 and 14. Wise people store up knowledge. That's me. Is that you? Yeah, I I store up knowledge. Especially knowledge that I get from God's word. 
I know better is in, better is coming. I got that knowledge. I know it's here. I don't have to guess. I know I have that knowledge. Do you? But then he goes on to say in the latter part, but the mouth of the foolish is near destruction. Foolish folk destroy themselves with their mouth. Foolish shirt folk can come to the altar and ask for healing. 30 minutes later, kill the seed that was planted at the altar. With their mouth. See, the Lord said, touch and agree when it comes to what you pray about. And if two of you can agree on it, he'll do it. But if me and you agree right here at the altar, but then 30 minutes later, you saying something in contrast to what we agreed on, you acting foolish. You just destroyed the seed with your mouth if I say to you bring a gift to the altar because God is saying that that he is going to bless us for laying a certain amount or a certain gift on the altar and you come believing that because the Bible says in 2 Chronicles 20 and 20 loud apart believe his prophets you shall what prosper you heard the prophet okay I'm a, I believe what the prophet is saying I'm going to come here and put the gift on the altar Believe in God, going to bless me. But then 30 minutes later, you talking about you, w- you wish you would have kept what you put on the altar. You are talking foolish. And you just destroyed your blessing. See, this verse is right. Many of us ha- have been guilty, I know I have, of, of destroying. Something with our mouth. Let me get a little more plain, but I'm going to need you to help me. Just ask somebody, have you ever messed yourself up with your own mouth? Ooh, some of y'all didn't even want to say it to somebody. Look at one more person and say to him or her, have you ever messed up yourself? With your own mouth. Proverbs 14. Let's take it further. Well, I never preacher. <laughs> Proverbs 14 and 1. The wise woman. A man builds his or her house. You build it. You establish it. But the foolish pulls it down with her hands. Foolish folk do stuff they shouldn't do. 
you had a good marriage until you started doing that dumb stuff. You had a good thing going. Had a good business. Until you started doing that dumb stuff. Until you started acting like a fool. Man, you were doing good until you started. And look at how he backs it up right here. Look at the verse again. Latter part, the foolish pulls it down with her hand. Hands represent power, means, direction. You can mess up something good by doing something crazy. Yeah. She was doing so good until she started. Has that ever been your story? Man, he was doing good in the church until he got there. Yeah, you know, he used to do such and such. Man, he was good at it too. But then he started. Yeah, yeah, you know, oh boy, he used to, man, that, that cat used to do some stuff. I mean, man, he was good. And then somebody asked, what happened to it? Oh, he got to doing such and such. That's how he came down. Well, you know, he still try to act like he got it. He ain't got it going on no more. He, he just. <laughs> ask your neighbor, have you ever messed yourself up? The, the, the sad thing about some folk is they, they mess themselves up and don't want nobody to tell them how to get straightened out. They say smart words, I got this. I got this. No, you ain't, you ain't, you ain't got it. You done messed it up, but you... Woo, I better go back to Galatians 3. But how many understand that the one thing you don't need to be according to uh, the text is foolish? You don't want to be no foolish person. And if you find yourself being foolish, hurry up and change. Hurry up and repent. Right? And, but, but notice this right here. Paul said to the Galatian church, oh foolish Galatian, who? Who got you? Who hexed you? Who bewitched you? Who bewitched you? Why are you putting that salt around your house? Who, who done? To be witch is kidding to witchcraft. You done been hexed. Who do? 
voodooed. And this is a church. Who has bewitched you? To bewitch is to beguile or to deceive. To be duped. To be tricked. Theologically is when a person in church turns from being blessed to being cursed. God was blessing you. Why you? But contextually the question is, who made you do what you do? Who has be Witched you. Who did I mess you up? You're foolish. I know I said it, but I want to know who made you that way. Who caused that to happen in your life? Who has bewitched you? Say to your neighbor, there are some folk you don't need to talk to, period. Because they got your number. And once you find out the person has your number, if you, if you allow it to go that far, it, you better hurry up and start cutting. Because when a person bewitches you, the, the person has gotten to the point to where he or she is not only influencing you, but controlling you. I said, not only influencing you, but controlling you. It ain't night to you until the person tells you it's night. Ain't no, ain't nobody can do me like that. Yeah, it, it's somebody that can get to you. Because, see, the one that uses folks to get to you has been influencing and controlling folk for years. Who are you talking about, Walker? The devil? Let me show you something. Y'all stay with me. Let's go to uh, Genesis. Consider Genesis um, 3.
I'm going to start at verse 1. Now, the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, as God indeed said, you shall not eat of every tree of the God. Now, he had like he want to know about what God been teaching. See, see, that's how some folk get to you. What's your pastor teaching? Now, the other serpent acting like he want to know what God been teaching Adam and Eve. That's something. And, and, and he asked God, uh, what God been teaching? What the Lord? And, and so notice, again, he said to the woman, has God indeed said you should not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has taught. Ordered, you shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it. Don't eat it, don't touch it. If you eat it or touch it, you're going to die. Now here, here go the serpent. Then the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die. And it would get me like you got folk that try to Act like they know the mind of God. Now, then what the serpent doing in text? Like he know the mind of God. And foolish Eve listening to it. Woo, could we put your name down? Again, verse 4. Then the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die, for God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. See, she done went from listening to one voice to two voices. She done went from listening to the right voice to the wrong voice. That's a sign of being can't listen to everybody. You can't listen to a whole lot of voices. I'm intelligent. I can listen to a number of things. No, you're going to mess yourself up. See, folk that, that listen to a whole lot of voices can become dualistic, polytheistic, tritheistic, Dualistic, listening to two. Tritheistic, listening to three. Polytheistic, listening to four or more. Just can't get enough of hearing what everybody has to say. But it don't take but one to mess you up. It don't take but one wrong voice to mess you up. And so the, the serpent went on to say uh, to the woman in verse 5, For God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. I, I wonder if what got to her is that, look, you're going to be like God. Because, see, that, that was the devil's thing. He wanted to be like God. 
Now look at what this fool did. Verse 6. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband. Oh, Lord. I guess she's going to wait to dinner and then take, hey, baby, taste that. I mean, I'm just going by what it says, just wondering. Because it says she also gave to her husband with her, and he what? And long story short, if you continue to read, you'll find out that it calls both of them to get up under a curse. And because they were the first man and woman, and their blood would run through every other person that would be born thereafter, they caused a curse to be in their bloodline. Sin. That's the reason David later said in Psalm 51 that, that we are born in the sin, shape in iniquity. See, see, when, when it comes to the Galatian church, it could have started out with one person being bewitched. But the bewitcher knew if I could just get one, I can get another. And another. And before long, just Bewitch everybody. Say, your neighbor, you can't hang with everybody. Let me show you something. Let's go to uh, 1 Corinthians. Y'all stay with me. I'm almost done. 1 Corinthians uh, 15. 33. This is what it said. And he was talking to the church. 1 Corinthians 15, 33. Do not be what? Evil corrupts what? Evil company corrupts good habits. Evil company. And you could think that the person that's evil is good people. But listen to what that person is saying and what that person is doing. That's going to let you see whether the person is evil or good. Because now notice back in Genesis 3, it talked about how the serpent was conning. Conning in one sense means the serpent was wise. See, see, you, see, people can be wise, but they still evil. Rich, but evil. In church, but evil. Family member, but evil. See, you, you can't limit evil company to just folk you don't know. A folk that just drank liquor. 
Because in scripture, some of the most evil folk had money, were wise, were professional, and so forth. You just have to be to the point to where you can discern two things. Evil, good. God, devil. You got to be able to separate the two. That's the reason you need the Holy Spirit in your life so the Holy Spirit can look between the lines and let you know who's legit and who's false. Y'all with me? And so, evil company corrupts what? You can be doing good until you hang with certain folks. You can be on the right track until you start dealing with the wrong person. You hear me? And see, Paul Paul told the Galatian church, he said, hey, y'all did run well. Y'all ran well. And then ask him again, who hindered you? Who hindered you? Who, who is the bewitcher? And so, again, Galatians 3 and 1, the Galatian church was bewitched and had stopped obeying the truth. The truth. The truth. The truth makes you more godly. It makes you more godly. It makes you more like Jesus. Remember that song, I want to be like Jesus? The way you become more like Jesus is through the truth. That's the reason Jesus in John 17 and 17, when he was talking to the Father, he said, sanctify them by your truth. Then he told them, your word is true. See, to sanctify means to be set aside. Set aside for what? So you can become who God has ordained you to become. See, when when you're set aside, that means God does not want you to be dealing with certain things and certain folk. Want you in a certain place so he can work on you. Prophet is false to mention in, in, in the prayer that, that God is the pot. See, God has to work on us. See, see because it's easy for us to, to get to thinking more about ourselves than we should. Some of us think we got more power than we actually have. I, I used to warn a, a minister, I used to say, look, you need to quit saying, devil, bring your best stuff on. Give me your best shot. No, you need to shut up for the devil turn around and, and turn some demons loose on you. And I got to pray you through or go on a 40-day fast for you. You don't play with, you don't play with fire. Fire burn you. What's in that tongue? Death and you have to watch what you say. Oh, pastor, I can handle that. I can handle that. I can. No, you need to just shut up. You don't, you don't. Y'all didn't like me saying shut up. 
Say to your neighbor, some folks, you just have to tell them, you need, you need to shut up. Old folks say you, you'll cause your mouth to get you in. Say to your neighbor, don't allow your mouth to get you in trouble. Let me tell you something. I try to watch what I say out of my mouth. Why? Because sometimes you get to thinking you more than what you are. Because let me tell you something. If you, if you, say, if you say to the devil, hit me with your best shot, the devil will go to God and say, hey, you heard Listen, I'm not asking you to let me hit her with my best shot, but just let me send like 10 demons and drop this right here on her since she said she got all that. Let's just, let's see. That wouldn't happen. Read Job 1 and 2. Job didn't even, Job didn't use his mouth the wrong way. The devil just approached. But if you start talking stuff, you ain't got no business talking. And the enemy knows death and life and the power of the tongue. Yeah, the enemy will go to God with what you done said out of your mouth. And don't believe the lying preachers who say the devil ain't got no power. The Bible even says that he deceives, get this, the whole world. If that ain't no power, what is? If you can't see a, a, a demon spirit using a serpent to hex, do, or deceive a flawless woman, no sin. So you know, you can't hang with everybody. One writer said, choose your friends. Get this. Calf. See, some of us, we still got that one night stand mind. Woo! You'll meet a person and you'll be ready to just tell them everything in one day. You will open yourself up to a person in one meeting. Say to your neighbor, you got to change your mentality. Your days of, of one night standing should have been done when you got saved. You ought to have a checklist by now. Yeah, no, that he don't fit that. No, he don't fit that. He don't fit that. Well, he do fit that right there, but that ain't enough. He got to at least have 10 of my 12. Choose your friends. Because see, if somebody can stop you from obeying the truth, that means you, you ain't going to receive deliverance when you need it. John 8, 31 and 32 says in part, the truth makes you what? So if I'm not following truth, I ain't going to be delivered. If I ain't going to be delivered, what, what's happening? That means I'm going to be cursed. That means I'm going to be bound. That means ain't no benefits, ain't no better, ain't no bigger, 
ain't no goodness happening in my life. Why? Because I done got off the right path and on to the wrong path. When you get like that, you better pray that you keep your job. Because the only benefits you're going to have are going to be coming from your job or from folk. Why? You done cut your line off with God. Who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth? Say to your neighbor, you can't follow a bewitcher. Because you got to stay in truth. Truth makes you what? Free. And the one thing we need to be is free. And I'm going to stop. Let's give all the hand and pray. Thank you for listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. Please stop by our website for more information on our church at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Until next time, remember, Jesus came that you might have life and have it more abundantly.